I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. All right, what's up, guys? This is Jimbo Paris, and welcome to the Jimbo Paris Show. Today we have Steve, or Stephen Piriano, and he's a successful man. He is very focused on emergency medicine as a physician. He looks at health. And he's even written two children's books that give important lessons and advice on health as well. Let's see what he has to say. Hi, Jimbo. How are you? Doing good. So let's get into you. So can you kind of give me a brief summary of who you are, what you're about, and what your message is? Sure. Well, kind of like you said, I am an emergency medicine physician and I've been so since actually 20 years now. And throughout my um, career, I've started to notice things. And actually, it was actually a personal illness that really made me receptive to this. But I really started noticing that people are getting, they're very sick. Many people are sick with chronic illnesses that at first I thought were just treated with medicines and medical procedures. But I came to realize that these illnesses are many times preventable and, and even many times reversible. And that kind of made me very into health and wellness. I started taking um, better care of myself and I became inspired to spread this message. And how did this message begin? Well, I guess it began in September of 2007. Beautiful Friday. I was off from work. My wife and I were going to take our two young boys to the park for a beautiful day. And then I getting ready to go. And I um, was in the bathroom and I looked in the toilet bowl and I saw blood and I did, did a double take. And I says, this is not right. Hmm. So I saw a urologist and long story short, I ended up being diagnosed with a cancerous tumor on my right kidney and had surgery, had a year of chemotherapy. And thankfully I am alive and well all these years later, but it really opened me up to a whole world of information that I likely would have had no interest in whatsoever had it not been for my diagnosis, a kind of world of, you know, um, wellness, health, nutrition, um, uh, the health of your mind, you know, the, the connection between mind and body. Um, I feel those things are so important. And I learned that there was so much more than just mainstream medicine. Although mainstream medicine is, is wonderful and impressive and we help a lot of people, I learned that there was so much more to health and wellness than, than that. Being diagnosed with something like that must have been very mentally draining and difficult. It was, it was hard for you, I would bet, but it may have been even harder for the people around you. So what was the new mindset you adopted to overcome this? What really helped, so it was very scary. I, I cried with my wife. I, I sat and prayed and cried by my children's, my son's beds a couple of nights. And, but what really helped is the people. My, uh, my, my mom, she uh, lives a couple hours away. My dad uh, lives, uh, I'm in New York. My dad lives in Florida. And, uh, you know, so my mom came up. My, my dad flew up the next day. Our house was all of a sudden filled with, with people. And it was very, I found that to be a, 
a very healing experience if you're surrounded by all that love and you know compassion and concern and that really helped and the one person who i think helped the most was my wife uh she was there by my side 24 7 never left me in the hospital and i had you know i i was i was always a you know good person but i i never really experienced that type of selflessness before so that kind of changed me a bit so just i was greatly helped by all the the love and concern that was directed towards me so it was love then that was a big part of it and the other thing was the my my surgeon he i knew him as well i had known him for a couple of years through working together in the hospital and uh, he was absolutely fantastic so that helped as well that was very therapeutic just having someone that i knew and trusted taking care of me was this sort of a positive experience in a strange way too absolutely it definitely was like i said it opened me up to a world of information that i would never otherwise have had any interest in shortly after i had recovered from my surgery i took a trip to manhattan with my wife we went to a Barnes and Noble and I walked in there with a few questions. I wanted to know why I got cancer. I wanted to know if, if there was something I could do to prevent it from happening again. If there was, if I was not living as healthy as I thought I had been and bought a few books in the hopes of getting a few answers. And I started out, you know, as once I got the books, I got home. I was really intrigued to, to crack the first one open and start reading. And when I did, it just, became fascinated. And like I said, I learned a lot about nutrition, health, wellness, meditation, uh, connection between mind and body, things that I really had never appreciated. So yes, I, although I was, it was a very scary time when it was happening afterwards, I, I'm thankful that it happened to me. What do you think was the biggest change that you experienced after going through all of this? I would say just my overall outlook on life and health and the fact that because of my own experience, as I had alluded to earlier, I really began to notice how many patients that I was seeing in the emergency department that had diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, and I was thinking that a lot of this could be preventable. A lot of this is probably lifestyle related. And it really inspired me to kind of spread this message, this message of the importance of taking care of ourselves. What was the first book you wrote and why did you write it? The first book I wrote was a children's book called Josh and Joey's Incredible Museum Adventure based on my two my two boys. And it's about an adventure in a museum, but it also provides a lot of lessons about the importance of eating a lot of fruits and vegetables and getting regular exercise. And it does it in an entertaining fashion. I think that's the best way to well draw anyone in and teach anyone anything is through a story, but especially kids. And I wrote it basically for that reason, because I, I wanted to spread the message. And I think if 
we can get, if we can teach children, if we can teach our children to live and adapt healthier lifestyles, then the chances are they will grow up into healthy adults and continue with those healthy habits into their adulthood and older age. We'll have a, a healthier population. That's impressive. Encouraging kids to eat vegetables. That's quite the miracle right there. <laughs> so wait a second. How, how do you actually encourage children to want to eat things like Brussels sprouts and broccoli and those types of things? That, that well, sounds pretty interesting to me. Well, I think you have to find things that they like. A couple of ways. I remember we used to make smoothies. We would make smoothies with um, some yogurt, some bananas, some berries, some and or some broccoli, some spinach, and really, it was good. They were really good, and my my kids liked them. And this is when they were uh, probably around you know eight, ten years old. I don't remember exactly. Um, also, we made a uh, kind of a, a broccoli sauce for pasta. It had some little bit of cheese in it, so they liked that. There's there's lots of recipes. Uh, I mean, so many recipes on and resources, different websites to get vegetables into like brownies and, and other things. So they are healthier, but also if you can get children to help you prepare meals, you know, if they're preparing, preparing the meal, a lot of times they'll want to, they'll want to eat their work. You know, they'll want to taste, taste what they, what they've created. So those are just a couple of ways. So what do you think is the first step to how other people, can better themselves. I think the first step is to make the decision. I think you have to make the decision. So if it's for, if we're talking about health, let's say, um, let's say you're, we're talking about specifically weight loss to say that I'm going to lose 30 pounds and to make that decision and to commit to commit to it. That's the very first step. And then Taking it from there, you come up with a plan and actually your your goal, of course, your overall goal, it's great to have a goal, a big goal. Losing 30 pounds is great, but you should break that up into smaller goals. Say I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is for the I'm gonna lose two pounds this month. That's gonna be my goal. I'm gonna try to lose two pounds this month. Because 30 pounds, although it's a great goal, it's kind of big, it might be a little bit overwhelming. But if you break it into smaller goals, say losing two pounds a month, and you know, in 15 months, you'll have lost 30 pounds, maybe even sooner. You have to commit to it, take baby steps, you know, make small changes. Don't don't try to, although some people can do it and they do well, but for a lot of people, it may be difficult to kind of go kind of quote, quote unquote cold turkey and just change their whole diet and lifestyle overnight. You know, it's maybe substituting, you know, one healthy meal in, you know, for one unhealthy meal, maybe every other day and kind of gradually progressing from there. It's, you know, it's not, you know, going from being a couch potato to running five miles. It's going from being a couch potato to making, maybe walking one time around the block, maybe do that three times a week and then maybe increase it two times and then maybe do a slow jog after that. So baby steps and just know that, you know, you may fall short at times. There may be times when you may not reach your goal and that's okay. You know, we're all human. We all learn. We all, we're all fallible. So 
that's okay. Just know that you've learned from it and you're just going to keep going. So let's take a glance at your website. Okay. Seems pretty interesting. Okay. You've, okay. Yeah. I uh, got my, I've uh, got a little bit about me. I've got blogs up there. I have my blogs. I, I enjoy writing my blogs. Actually, I just wrote one earlier today and I, uh, yeah, I, my books are there and a uh, contact form. Mm. That's my memoir. Why did you name it that my steps forward? That that's a good question. So it actually took about two weeks of my, my wife and I just trying to figure out what to call the book. I, I have a whole scrap pad of titles that I wrote down and crossed out. I basically wanted it to convey two, two ideas. I wanted the title to basically say that it was about me, that this story is about myself, thus the my steps forward. Uh, these are lessons that I've learned. But I also wanted the title to say that it's lessons for not just for me, but these are things that can help other people. These are things that can help you, the reader, and thus the subtitle, An Inspirational Guide to Living a Better Life. Hmm. Okay. So it's a book for everyone. All right. So you have an email list too. What happens when you subscribe to the email list? I will send out no more than one or two emails a month um, just with some some inspirational messages. And if I'm, I'm going to have a new book or anything new, I, I would let people know uh, on by email. And so the blog now, yes. I'm assuming the blog here is going to be kind of the, the entree of the website, if you will. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah, I just wrote that one today, actually. And so, wow. Okay. Now, now what are some notable blog posts that you personally are proud of? I am the one I think I like the most is something called inspiration from tomatoes, which I think is somewhere in 2016. If I remember correctly, Oh, there it is. Okay. I was right. That's the one I, that's probably the one that I, I, I like the most. And what's the main idea for that one? The main idea from this is that we all have gifts and we all have talents and that we were meant to use them. We were meant to, to grow. We were meant to share what we have and use it to, you know, add value to the lives of others. One day I, I walked out into the garden and I was like, just looked and I was astounded. It was, they were so lush and, and green and there were tom tomatoes hanging, overhanging the, uh, the planters and, I just kind of was like, wow, they, they've grown. And it's obvious, but the point was that, yeah, they've grown. This is what they were supposed to do. I mean, this is what we all have inherent in us is, is to grow and, and to be better. And like I said, to use what we have inside of us to, to, to serve and help others. All right. And that's, that was your main book. And mm -hmm. then, and then the next book is the, the lost ugu right so this is this one 
seems quite interesting too. I see tornadoes. I see a guy here that looks a bit like a hermit and then a dog. You have three dogs. So is there motivation from that there? <laughs> uh, not, not so much, but so the guy is an, an elder scientist and the, the dog is a, um, a tr creature called an Ugu and they, they basically share a telepathic link. They've, they've known each other for years and years and the, they are actually the, the scientists, they both did a lot of research about health. And, uh, this is, there's obviously it's a different planet, but they, they did a lot of research about health because the scientist, when he was younger, he, his family members, his dad, they were, they never wanted to go out and play with him. They were always too tired. And he noticed that they had been eating a lot of bad types of foods. And so he, the scientists did a lot of research and learned that we can eat better foods and we can be better. And then one day there's a storm and his uh, Ugu friend is, is lost in a storm and he ends up being on a secret location on earth. And then the reader is invited to engage in solving puzzles and, and other, uh, and other activities to basically get clues to help find the Ugu. And so it's, it's a story again, it has, it teaches actually a lot about, the human body, the heart, the lungs, the brain, in, in a level that a you know younger child, probably like ages 10, 9 to 11 can understand. And it's, it engages them. I wanted to engage them with, with uh, not just with the story, but with activities that they actually participate in as well. And so it's, it's really a, it's a fun book. It's a, an adventure book. It's a puzzle book. And uh, it teaches a lot about the body and about living a healthy life along the way. If you could go back in time and give yourself any piece of advice, what would you tell him? Just to go back. So when I was younger, junior high school, younger, I was very shy. I was, I was bullied a lot. And there were times where I felt just really sad. I'm kind of depressed and, and I guess I would tell myself that don't worry, believe in yourself, everything, believe in yourself, do what you, what you want to do, do what you love and, and your life will be good. So just, I, I would tell, I would tell myself, I would tell myself to believe in, believe in myself and believe that I can do the things that I wanted to do. All right. That's great. You, you know, if you have any final words that you would like to give to the audience, any piece of advice that you would like to give to them, what would that advice be? If you have dreams or goals or something that you want to do, something worthwhile and, and, and helpful, then believe in yourself and don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your dreams just because you're afraid you may not be able to do it or you're overwhelmed think it's too hard think you don't have the time i would say believe in yourself and there's i know it's kind of cliche but it's true when when there's a will there's a way if you have a strong reason for wanting to do something you'll figure out how to do it all right great 
Thank you, Mr. Piriano. Great Thank interview. You, Jimbo. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So let's get started with some of our shout outs here. The first shout I'd like to give is to Dark Joseph Ravine. And he's very focused on his own global kindness and positivity mission. And again, Dark Joseph Ravine, taking that darkness from the ravine and bringing out that positivity. He has been a big sponsor to us. He's been giving us the publicity that we needed. He's been giving us all those things. And even though he's not really the sponsor that we do ads for, he's still a guy out there that gives us the publicity and the attention that we need to further grow this business and push our message of empowerment and positivity. Then the next person, Six Figures University. And basically, if you want to make a residual six income, go to these people. You know, One person owns a hairdresser store. The other one is an engineer. They focus on teaching real estate and also on pushing their own salons at the same time. So if you're interested in those things too, Go to these people. And then final person, Judy Ryan, Life Systems Organization partner. She focuses a lot on helping business culture, improving business culture, and sort of creating a network where different companies can come together and optimize their own groups and sort of HR systems. All right. And also check out our new website, we are an official TV channel, Roku channel. So this is going to be on Roku TV as well. So stay tuned to all of that. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Jimbo Parish Show.